Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Before we get into that, my name's Stephen Cohn. I'm the co-author of Unleash Your Humble Alpha. It's a book for leaders in order to own your presence in life and become the epic leader that you're meant to be. We have an advisory program, and we have one-on-one advisories. And we also have this journey to Peru every year, at least once. And it's a journey to Cusco, way above the Cusco, way, way above the city. It's about 4,000, 4,500 meters high. And we spend days here working on expanding the consciousness through the use of plant medicine, ayahuasca in San Pedro. And we uh, facilitate growth, um, togetherness, um, epiphanies. And as each day goes by, you build upon the experiences that you had with, with the medicine. And I'm, I'm trying to tie all this into what TM was talking about. As always, just an excellent brother. Your 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 presentation skills are just exploding. I love it, man. You're really you're really in the flow. You said something. You said nothing worthwhile is easy. Um, and you know, I always fought that. Like, no, there's got to be a way. You know what I mean? There's got to be a way. 
But just when you think you made it, just when you think you're there where you need to be, you learn something that opens up a whole new door of something you know nothing about within that business or within that thing that you're doing. And suddenly you know a lot less than you did before, at least in your mind. And so indeed, it's not easy. It really isn't easy. And, uh, you know, especially when you're here, for instance, and you think you're at a certain place or you think that you are a certain person and you think that you have a certain, you know, a gift that you give to the world and then you have the, the, the medicine speaks to you and um, you see that, wow, I'm not even close to my potential or actually um, I am at my potential, but I'm looking at it the wrong way. And so, no, it's not easy. And I think it's, we can make it easy if we ignore these signs, if we ignore the intuition, if we ignore the external signs and the internal feelings, we can make it easy. We just might not get to where we want to go. Taking others for granted, you know, you do, you know, I, I, I always say I'm a very conscious person and I love people around me and I try to, you know, stay, stay focused with them and, and, and attention and, but I get excited, right? So I get, when I'm pumped, I go, oh, I, fucking, I love this, wow, you know, and in that moment, I'm probably a little bit too headstrong for, for some people and I may um, roll over them or um, not acknowledge them and take them for granted that they're there. Not consciously, of course, but it doesn't matter because the receiver of being taken for granted doesn't really care if it's, if it's conscious or not. And so taking others for granted, it's like, you know, when, when I was married, or I'm still married, but when I was with my wife, um, you know, she said, I, I, you felt like, I mean, sometimes it felt like you didn't even see me. And it, to me, it was baffling because I worship this woman. And so her perception was her reality. And so we have to deal with that, right? Um, on the other hand, uh, we cannot allow, allow other opinion, external opinions of our truth sway us from our truth. And that's something that I've been really working on because people love to judge, right? People love to judge, even if it's a little sly remark or a snide remark or whatever it is. And the typical um, person who's judging, they don't really even realize they're doing it. And what they're doing is they're mirroring something they see in themselves. Because if it's out there, then it's in here. Meaning if it's outside of you, then it's inside of you. If something's bugging you in another person, it's inside of you. Otherwise it wouldn't bug you. And these are the kind of things that we're going through every day and we're not conscious of it. So the next time you're mad at someone or someone bothers you, or you say, who's that person? Ask yourself why you said that. What is it about that person that you see in yourself? Is it they're in a place where you think you should be? Is it they're with the person you think you should be with? Is it just, I mean, I, I've thought of it too. I've seen, I mean, hell, Grant Cardone, right? Grant, let's give, a, give an example. When I first saw Grant Cardone, I was like, what is this? What a joker. You know, it's all flash and cheese and everything. And then I said, wait a second, <laughs> why am I thinking that, right? And I said, because probably that's where I want to be, you know? And I, that was the moment of truth for me there. And I said, damn. So I dug into his stuff and he's freaking brilliant, you know? So when, instead of brushing off that sort of judgment that we give or that taking people for granted or that let's really focus on that and say, what am I doing every day? That's paying it back to the world around me. Because let's face it, you are only here doing what you're doing today because of the people in your life. There's not one person in your life that you know that didn't help you get here. And that's profound. That's profound. Even the enemies, even those who hated you, even those who hurt you, they brought you where you are right now. And that's a powerful, powerful message to put into your heart. You know, dreams, TM said dreams are important and crystallize them. And, you know, I talk about the slide. You know, I, I, I read Reality Transurfing and other books on Tethered Soul and things like that. When we talk about dreams, they talk about putting yourself in a picture, a slide, and the lifestyle that you want to lead to afford the life that you want to lead, right? So you, you paint this, I've said this before, you paint a picture of what it is. Like, say, for instance, you want a house and you want... I don't know, a Ferrari, and you want a pool. Okay, you can save up for those, right? Over 20 years, 10 years, five years, whatever. And then you have all that stuff, and then you can't afford it. Because you don't have the lifestyle that allows you to afford those things. You save for it, but where's the revenue? Where's the income? So what kind of picture are you painting for yourself when it comes to goals? What's the all-encompassing big picture where all of your goals fit inside beautifully, like a slide, like a painting? 
And when you have that painting finished and you in, in, insert yourself in there and you feel it and taste it, then you completely let it go because it's now in your subconscious. And you have that slide in your subconscious in any moment when you're feeling down or when you're feeling in a meditative state or you're, you have a little time gap, just flash that slide. Just flash that slide and you're going to see things starting to happen uh, in, in real time. Now, dreams will not happen alone. They, and, and they just don't happen alone. <laughs> Intention is what makes dreams into things, right? But there's two kinds of intention. One is the internal intention. That's the will to act. And that's, that's, that's sort, sort of the dream moving out of the, the garage, getting ready to go. But the external intention is what actually is the action. So the external intention is what drives you to the goal and to your dreams. So just dreaming about it and thinking about what you're going to do and, oh man, I'm going to do this and then when I do that, I'm going to do that. And you have all these plans, but you don't execute. Well, that's where the external intention comes in. And uh, we, a lot of us get stuck, myself included, in the internal. We really get stuck. There's a lot, there's a lot of things I, wanted, I still want to do. And then you said something, TM, that I haven't thought about in a long time. And it was uh, one of my favorite quotes. And that was, uh, who you are when you're alone is more important than who you are when I'm with, with others. Um, and I, I can't even explain how humbling it is when you're in a place where you feel that you've done a lot of work on yourself and you have you've gotten to a place which in your eyes and in your experience is amazing and you're helping others and you're you know you're doing as much as you can and then you know and then someone calls you out for something that you didn't even realize you were doing or that you were doing and you didn't realize it was bad and it was just a small little thing uh you know, maybe a quote or a saying, or, you know, you looked at somebody or whatever it was. And they just, they just call you out on that. So what the hell was that? that that's not, that's not you. And uh, man, that's, that's a daunting moment there because it, it, it puts your entire existence of what you just created into question. But the trick is that everything that happens with, to, around us, is always a lesson it's always a lesson there is literally nothing that happens in this world that's not just a lesson and uh i'm man i'm <laughs> if i was a humble alpha when i got here i'm the humbler alpha now that's for damn sure um i mean there's been there's been just incredible epiphanies here and i want to talk about one that i had <laughs> And I was I was thinking I was I was in I was on working with the ayahuasca and ayahuasca is the feminine the feminine energy, the feminine plant it's the mother plant of Pachamama which is Mother Earth, and it's a holistic plant meaning, as, as the female as the the, the feminine um, energy is holistic and the feminine, um, women in our lives they think holistically, um, and men which is San Pedro, think tactically and strategically and action oriented. You know how it is. You're talking to your partner as a man and they're discussing something and they have an issue and you're like, okay, what is it? Let me fix it. And they're like, no, actually just listen. And the guy's are like, yeah, 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 but, but, but I can fix it, you know? And so I was in the feminine, which is very holistic and like overviewy and stuff. And I was, I was there and having, I don't know if it was a conversation or whatever I was having in my, in my journey. And, uh, it was about ego. And, um, I was like, well, I, I feel like sometimes my ego is taking over and that me being the, the person that I see myself as, the ego is maybe a little bit too dominant. And my message was, that's not ego, that's who you are. You know, be you. Don't, don't hold back because you think others find it, it's egotistical. And I was like, well, I don't, <clears throat> I'm not thinking about others. I'm, I'm feeding off reactions that I may see. And it was because you're so powerful in the way that you are, you're going to attract the right people. Anyone who's repelled should be repelled. And I was like, wow, yeah. I mean, we've all heard that before, but when it's in your own context, it was pretty heavy. Um, that that you may see my Instagram pro, my Instagram uh, post yesterday. Posted a picture of myself with a uh, what topless sort of on a out in the out in the garden, at the top of the mountain. And it was like really weird posting that. I just never, they, I'm not used to posting things like that. And uh, I did it because that's, that's freaking who I am. You know, it's freaking who I am. 
And uh, the medicine taught me that, but it also taught me that we are in control of what controls us. Let me explain. Um, Cause it was profound for a moment. I'm like, wait a second, what? We're in control of what controls us. So we're not, we're not really in control of what's controlling us. We're only in control of who or what thing is controlling us. So for instance, what's controlling me? Is it my job keeping me away from my family? Is that controlling me? Or is my mind preoccupied with, um, you know, with my wife being, having issues? Is my, is my mind preoccupied with um, a, a project that I'm working on? And am I allowing that to dictate it? Am I allowing the dark to dictate me? Am I allowing the light to dictate me? Am I a person that complains all the time? If you are, you can switch it like that. It's a decision. You know what? I don't need the dark to control me anymore. I can let the light control me now. But it will control you. So we base our actions on these things. We base our actions on our experiences and the things that we learn. And so if you're in the dark side, you're learning the dark. If you're in light, you're learning the light. And if you can switch, if you want to switch, you can. But just know we're not fully in control because God and the universe decide. We can say, look, I want to, you know, I want to, I want to be on your side. You know, I want to work on this end, you know, and, and uh, make a concerted effort to make that happen. And that means changing your dialogue, inner dialogue with yourself. How, what do you, how do you treat yourself? How do you treat yourself? You know, someone said to me once, I think it was Linnell told me, she said, whenever you talk to yourself, think of yourself as if you're talking to a child. Just be kind, be gentle, you know, and for, and for, for everything, be truthful. Because we love to lie to ourselves. Yeah, so, <laughs> Oof, man, it's been a journey, I'll tell you. And there's there's uh, interactions that happen here that that just uh, drive home why we do what we do, you know. Uh, you see results in people, you see things that are happening. And some of these people that are here are ex-clients, past clients. Three of them, Cher is here, you know, Cher De La Cruz, who comes in the room. Often she's here with us. Um, um, Jonathan Bowman Perks is here with us. He's I met him here in Clubhouse as well, in this room. Um, and um, a couple others that, that are from Clubhouse. And that's a beautiful thing. Meet on an app, and here we are in Peru working with plant medicine, you know, and having these great epiphanies. And it's just, it's, I, I feel like, I feel like what, what's happening to me here is like a whole nother chapter, like a whole nother chapter. I'm seeing things and, 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 and downloading things that I thought were resolved in my life, or I thought that I was at the top of my game. And I'm so grateful for the fact that I'm being shown that I'm not, because that means I can grow even more. I can become even more powerful, become even more of a, that person that I'm always, you know, want, wanting to be. And it's, it's just, if you've never done anything like this, if you've never taken time away, and I mean away from society, not away from your home, away from society, like in the middle of freaking nowhere, right? And just be, I mean, we spend, you know, 12 hours in this compound and it's just a beautiful garden compound. And sometimes you have nothing to do, nothing. So you journal and you write, you look at the birds, you, you know, look, look up to the mountains and, and you just be. And that calmness that comes over you allows you to expand your consciousness through the lack of um, distractions all around you. The only distractions you have are the other people that are there in your same zone. So it's not really a distraction from, from honest. If you've never done that, I can hide away. It doesn't have to be our retreat, but it, it can be anyone's retreat. Just get away and, and go away. And there's some people that they'll, they'll go to South America and they'll do an ayahuasca retreat in a four-star hotel where they have dinner every night. They got to get dressed up and all this kind of stuff. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking like in the freaking jungle, up in the mountains. It's freaking cold. You know, I'm in a little room right now with a heater going. It's freezing. But I'm with me. And I'm finding out who I am. I'm being humbled once again. I think we all need to be humbled <laughs> always over and over and over. But it shows you every time after such moments what you were taking for granted in your life, for instance, right? What you thought was easy may not have been easy. And you see that maybe, hey, you know, I've had these dreams for a long time and I've never exerted the, the, the I've never deployed my genius to make them happen. It's going to be rare that you're going to find all this stuff out in, in, in five days at, at home or, you know, sit on the sofa or at, at you know, some, some flash bang boom event. They're important. They are. But for you, you want real growth. And, and I'm, 
I'm not like again. You can come with us or not. It doesn't matter. I can give you the number of the people here. You can do your own retreat. It's just so important. And I feel like if you see San Pedro, the masculine plant, it's a cactus. That's the pure love. That's like that's the pure love plant. So when you take that, you're in love with everything and everybody, right? You just you just when you administer that, man, it's it's incredible. And turning that around yourself and allowing that to manifest into self-love more than you've ever experienced. And then to carry that into your life moving forward. That's what these lessons are about. And then we talk about integration. Like, how do I integrate that into my life? And what will integrate? Because everything you learn on the medicine, you can't remember. It's as you go through life later, weeks and months later, that things happen and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, now I get it. Now, I, when I did Bufo in January, same thing happened. Or sorry, August last year, the same thing happened. They call it the toad. 5-M-E-O-D-M-T. I did it in Mexico. I had... I was every single night for two weeks. I was gone again. I was like up in the up in the you know the atmosphere, or whatever the heck I was doing, having downloads like crazy, epiphanies, downloads, channeling. It was it was a metal. It was crazy. Now, any of you who know me, you're probably thinking like, what the heck is he talking about? I'm a business guy. I've been in business a long time. Did you know hundred million, two hundred fifty million dollar deals in my life, you know, all kinds of crazy shit. And and I'm talking about this. I'm talking about plant medicine. I'm talking about self actualization, realization through expanding your consciousness. You know. This is where the world's going, folks. This is where it's going. It's going back to you because we dictate our own reality, our world. We are our own universe in our world. We are our own God in our world. God is us, so we are him. And when we when we realize that and grasp that, we, we look around and say, holy cow, I can do anything. I can do anything. Do I want to do everything? No, but I want to do the things that I want to do. And then you have that want energy. You just want you just want it, so you go do it. It's like checking the mail. You go check the mail. You don't make a plan. You don't strategize. You take imperfect action and start walk, walking toward the mailbox. If there's a door in your way, you open the door. If there's a stool in your way, you step over the stool. Right? And as you go, you're creating that path forward. Now, I know there's different schools of thought. One school is like 25% is planning, 25% is deployment, and, I don't know, 50% is sales or something like that, something like that. Well, from my experience in the you know different corporate worlds in seven countries and well, actually more countries, I think ten countries lived in seven countries in corporate world had three three thousand five hundred people underneath me, eighty seven locations. I know that the, the times we had the best success, the, the most possible you know the best results we ever had were the times that we said you know what it's time to just take action now. Everybody, let's do this, this, and this, and this. Move now. And we just hustled and boom, increase in revenue. It's just incredible. Increase in joy, increase in success. Success breeds success. And we need to get on that wave of success. Yeah, lessons, life lessons, you know. Where dry desert ends, green grass grows. Never give up. And I think Tia mentioned it, but never giving up doesn't mean banging your head against the wall. It's like when you're in the military, and I was, as you know, and you go for a frontal attack, it doesn't work, you you reach, you reach back up or retreat, and then you try a flank, and then you try the other flank, and maybe you send some artillery in, and maybe some helicopters and some casts, some close air support or something. You're always trying, you're never giving up, but you're not doing the same thing over and over and over. And the best way to facilitate that kind of growth <clears throat> and never giving up is the one secret to my success and success is relative so i'm not comparing myself to anyone um the number one six the, the number one secret to success i always tell everybody this is asking for help period asking for help why don't people want to ask for help because they don't want to look like they're incompetent they don't want to look like they need help i'm the coach i'm the trainer i'm the executive i'm the ceo i can't ask for help what are people going to think well i can tell you this it's it's humbling when a leader comes to you and says, hey, I need your advice on something. It's also empowering. And so if you look at asking for help as a way to empower others, then it loses all of its fear, loses all that fear. I've come in here and asked you all for help plenty of times. Hey, listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. 
you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And wide open. And it feels so good just to let go and say, yeah, I need help on this. And you all stepped up as always. And that's an incredible thing. So we're here to live life. We're here to have joy. We're here to have to, to live in abundance. You know, I, I would say God didn't put us here to suffer. And if we're suffering, a lot of times we keep ourselves there through our thoughts and our beliefs and our habits, like Tim was talking about, and routines. We keep ourselves in this perpetual state of darkness, depression. Uh, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve it. Now, that's a whole other thing I could get into, but I don't know if I have moved. I don't want to have to go into that. But being being worth it and valuable, knowing that you're valuable to the world around you because of who you are, not because of what you do. Right? And I feel like, yes, it's um, it's important that the service you provide or the love you give. But I feel it's more important that you as who you are as a human being, as a a child of God, what's inside, because then I can look past, if I, if I know who you really are, then I can look past your shortcomings. And that's a goal for me, for everybody that I know, that I run into. I'm always looking for that good, for that positive, for the beauty. You know, yesterday we had a, a woman come in, um, in the garden when we were working with San Pedro, and she was playing wind instruments and chimes and just traditional Peruvian stuff the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. The most beautiful thing I'd ever seen. And it was just like, wow, this is how I want to live life, man. This is what I want in my life. I want this beauty. And then you think about, man, I got to go back to reality here soon. Flying back, three-day journey back to Hungary. I'll be there for four days with my kids, and then I go to Turkey. And it's like, wow, okay. How am I going to act? How am I going to be? Am I going to let this all these new epiphanies guide me? Am I going to implement? Or am I going to go back to my old habits? Well, I can tell you one thing. I don't have very many habits. Matter of fact, I have very few habits, if, if any, I think. I think the only habit I have, a routine, is going to the gym. Uh, I do something different every day. I have to. I live different lives because I'm, you know, separated kids, my life, girlfriend, all these kind of different things, like three different lives. And my, my big issue, and I can tell you this right now, is integrating all three of those lives where it's harmonious. And this is this is the main reason I came here in this journey, was to find out for myself, because all the answers are within us. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the plant's talking to us, it's me talking to myself, it's the plant expanding my consciousness, so my thoughts shut down, so my preconceived notions shut down, and I have a pure, pure dialogue with my conscience. Consciousness. And that's what I just, you know, that's that's where I'm headed. I'm, I'm, I'm changing. I'm adapting. I'm moving forward, embracing the things that I learn, embracing the love around me, the people around me, and looking hard at the mistakes that I made in the past and vowing never to make those mistakes again, even if they weren't purposeful, even if they weren't malice, even if they weren't, you know, conscious at all. It doesn't matter because the perception of the person who received that message or that feeling, that's their perception. And no, I cannot, I cannot allow them to dictate my own reality, but I can be compassionate. And I can give them, you know, what they may need in that moment. And it costs me nothing but a smile or a handshake. You know, it's, it, people often mistake things. Like I was in a shop here the other day and there was this, um, this young girl. Um, and she was sort of like, oh, yeah, could you, you know, I'm buying a poncho or whatever. I was buying a shawl for a girlfriend. And um, she had her mask on because they still wear masks here, even outdoors. Ridiculous. And... Uh, she had her mask on and tourists don't wear masks and no one, no one cares. It's really weird. But anyway, uh, and I asked her to lower her mask and she was like, lowered her mask. And I said, wow, you're, you're, you're beautiful. Thank you. And the guys who were with me were like, dude, I said, no, look at her energy. She was like, so thankful because people tell women they're beautiful all the time, but they mean it from a different sort of source. If you know what I mean, energy. And I meant it truly out of love. And she felt that. So you can say, to anyone, whatever it is you want to say to anyone in a meaningful way without, without that energy and they will receive it like that. If I thought she was beautiful and I thought maybe we could hook up or something, 
that energy would have completely been completely different and she would have been she would have rejected it and so a lot of people they misunderstand they see me doing that and i do it all the time i tell men they're good looking too i tell guys i like your glasses dude you look amazing i met a guy one time actually he became a business partner i saw him in the lounge and i said my god you are dressed to the t i said you got to be british he was like actually no i'm south african and it, and it went from there like why not if you see something beautiful in the world if you see someone beautiful in the world why wouldn't you tell them isn't it too often that people say look at that jerk look at this guy all that look at that jackass on the car you know like they're so quick to to put others down but who goes out there and actually compliments people on real things that you notice in them and on them who does that i do that i do it all the time and i don't care what people think looking in from the outside is they think i'm trying to pick up a girl or pick up a guy or kiss their ass or whatever it is it's not that at all it's because i love giving love and i love the joy that i get from that and if i can get joy from giving then why shouldn't i do it right yeah heart mic yeah i know this is a pretty heavy conversation today but i can tell you what i'm i'm elated i'm elated with the results here i'm elated with the epiphanies here i have such a clarity of no idea Linnell, we got to talk uh, I have such clarity in my way for my path forward and i mean crystal freaking clear with dates and times and where and when and who and, you know and and i've i've seldom had that even when i come here every year for the last what, seven years and doing plant medicine for 17 years going on 17 years um so if you can get away and go somewhere and if you want the number here i can give it to you i can hook you up with those guys everything that we're talking about these challenges that we have the looking at the green grass from the desert to get there to that green grass can be facilitated if you know and realize and believe and have faith in and have certainty in your abilities to deploy your absolute genius Steven, you're on mute. Steven, you're muted. Maybe he's telling somebody how good they look. Maybe like somebody just walked. Okay, I just refreshed the room. I'm like, did my signal go out? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, same here. They need an unmute. I don't know if he can, Christina, help me out when he comes back. But in the meantime, what do y'all think about that? Who who talks to others and says, oh, you know, it's top of the hour. So who's the next? Who's uh, up next? Actually, I realized that it's six o'clock already. Steven's still yeah, going Yeah, he, go, he goes uh, until I go on in, in 30 minutes. But I'm like genuinely curious. Michelle, do you want to roll with it? Uh, Please, take it away, Michelle. I don't know like if anyone else has experienced what Steven's talking about. But I'm so genuinely curious about it because... I have so many high-level friends who have sworn by this ayahuasca San Pedro jungle Super. experience. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Sounds yeah, bad. and I'm I'm like so confused. Like I'm that person that doesn't even want to put Tylenol in their body unless I have like an excruciating migraine. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really curious, like about the process of this and like how it all transpires and what actually happens. Like, do people get sick? Like, I I really want to know. Yeah, for sure. I'm glad you asked the question. Well, there is purging involved for some people, um, which means they, you know, getting sick. Uh, so the process is simple. So, so San Pedro is the cactus. It's the pulp of a cactus. It's cooked for about 24 hours. And that cactus is, um, it's, it's not a psychedelic, but it has psychedelic tendencies and it's a grounding. So it's a masculine energy. So you do drink this and in about a half an hour, 45 minutes, you get super chill. Your arms get heavy, you get super relaxed, your legs get heavy, and you just lay down and you close your eyes. And it's during the daytime, so it's here it's very sunny, so you're laying in the sun, it's just warm and beautiful. You're not out of it, you can talk to people, but you your your consciousness is wide open. So you have messages that come that are coming to you. You see things that you would normally see and you interpret it completely differently. And you interpret it always based upon your your worldview. And and so you're, you're, you're expanding your consciousness, seeing things that you've always seen before, changing 
or, or seeing them differently and then having that feedback loop to yourself and how you can implement it in, in, in your life and your future to be a better person and things like that. There's direct downloads. I've had direct downloads and the, the name of the book, Humble Alpha, that came. I said, what do I name my book? It came, Humble Alpha. You know, have Humble Alpha Veteran Empowerment. I ask, I want to, I want to, I want to incorporate Humble Alpha teachings in the veteran space. What do I call that? How, how do I do that? And I had to download, write this down. And I wrote down H-A-V-E. I'm like, what the heck is that? And I'm looking, I'm looking and it crystallized right in front of me, Humble Alpha Veteran Empowerment. And so that, that's what San Pedro does. And now ayahuasca is the feminine. Ayahuasca, you do at nighttime when it's dark and you don't get up and talk around, walk around. You don't talk to other people. You're in the holistic state. And uh, like I said, I had that, I had an epiphany as well where, uh, you know, with, the, with ego and then we control what, what controls us and a whole bunch of other things. I mean, I could go into it, but it would probably be too freaky for you guys. But just to give you an example, um, I was, uh, as, I, as the journey started, vines and plants started growing around me and formed like a, a bubble around me, like a protective bubble around me before my journey started. And it was so real because it's just, you know, you're seeing things that are happening because it's a plant, it's a vine. It sort of led its way into that. Anyway, so all kinds of craziness. And then, yes, of course, if you have not cleansed before, if you have not you know, taken care and, and honored your body and the plant and uh, put garbage in there like alcohol or pizza or any kind of junk food about a week before, then you're probably going to purge. But a lot of times you purge um, um, and you're, you're, so you're vomiting, but nothing's coming out except energy. It feels like a basketball is coming out of you, but it's just energy, bad energy coming out of you. And sometimes you do purge for real. And that's for people who really need the energy, which is tied to them physically. They need to get out of it. They need to get it out of them. So trauma, for instance, you know, that, that comes out big time. I mean, my, you know, very, very harsh, like very, very much. Um, um, abuse comes out, boom, it comes out really um, viscerally, if you will, right? San Pedro, not so much sometimes, uh, but ayahuasca more often. And even if you're clean, even I mean, me, I'm, I'm like clean and I've done this for, like I said, a long time. Um, and I'm just laying there. It didn't happen this time, but last year, and man, it just hit me in two seconds. I had to purge and I just jumped up and purged and man, it was the best feeling ever, the best feeling ever. Cause it was the energy leaving me that we had that no longer served me. And so, yeah, that's, that's plant medicine. That's just a small taste of plant medicine, Michelle. I think she ducked out, didn't she? No, I'm, I'm yeah. still here. Like, are there any <laughs> oh, harmful side effects of this? Like, has anyone ever died from using this? I'm like really curious. Um, not that I know of. Um, and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. Um, there, are, there are people that, there's, there's different schools of thought. So some people take ayahuasca, they slam it, and then they lay down, and then they have this journey of like just floating through space and stuff. We work with intentions. Everything we do, you go into every plant medicine journey with an intention or more of why you're even doing this. What are you looking for? What's your intention? What, 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 what are you trying to you know, achieve? And when you do that, you're, you're, you're placing the tracks in place of where you're going to go. So you're not flying all over the place. Also, we don't just lay down. We have the, the, the facilitator come and he sings Icarus to you. He plays a guitar, keeps you, keeps you conscious and awake, focused on your intention. Because if you just lay down, you go off into la-la land. Yeah. And then you can panic and all kinds of stuff. Um, so no, I've never seen anybody get sick. I mean, there are people that mix drugs, so they'll take cocaine and ayahuasca at the same time. And yeah, they'll, sometimes they die, but we don't do that kind of, we don't do ayahuasca tourism. Like, are there, do are there other people there that are like for all intents and purposes sober that if something were to happen, like yes, they could get course. you to a hospital or something like that? Like, I'm, I'm really like, I'm so curious. Yeah, of course. Every, you, know, you know, facilitators here, Leslie, Mark, and Simon Myberg, um, they've been here for, they've been doing this for 25 years and they've never had an issue like that at all. There's other people here like Cher. She did two sessions and now she's done. She's not doing the third one. She's like, she's where she wants to be, you know? And Sarah, my business partner's here from Australia as well. Um, she did two sessions. She's like, okay, I'm good. I did both. I'm, I'm happy. I'm where I want to be. You don't have to go through all the, you know, four sessions that we have. You just do what you do and you, whatever you tell, you know, the, they're very good at, at looking at you, engaging. Uh, I mean, we even have someone here who, who's, um, to, to maybe put it clearer to you, who's bipolar in a, in a big way and taking all kinds of medication. And they worked with him to find the right dosage where he's amazing now. Amazing. After five days, the guy's a different person. I've known this guy for years. And so they're really knowledgeable in what they do here. Well, they have the actual Keshua Indians that come down from the mountains the tribe 
and they they help us facilitate cleanse and keep everything on on the up and up so it's uh it's very you know i know a lot of people who know nothing about this get scared and worried but you don't have to worry about it because if you're meant to work with plant medicine you will be called anyway you will feel it if i'm talking to you right now and you feel like oh man i, I need to do that or you're saying jesus i can never do that or i don't want to do that or that guy's psycho well then you 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 know if you're being called or not and that's the way we if someone says hey i want to go we explain to them we ask them why and then the, you know we hear if they've been thinking about it researching it talking about it and talk to people and that kind of stuff then we say okay this person's ready if they say i just want to try because i want to get high or trip or whatever no sorry not happening yeah well i completely appreciate the explanation i'm sure there's a lot of people that were wondering the same thing so i will concede the mic and i thank <laughs> you so much for the clarity sure sure thing any other questions hey steven good morning good morning Bonjour, Bonjour madame <laughs> so this is Samira, of course, from yes. Paris, because I maybe yeah. So I'm so proud, proud of you, proud of everything that you're doing, because you know we talked about it. This is really important, but just one thing for Michelle, it's this is like everything. If you are, if you have that awareness about yourself, about your intention, what exactly? Like we always talk about business goals. Same thing for the inner work. If you are aware what you're looking for and what you're asking, then any plant like this, of course, you need to understand the philosophy, put it in its context. That's why you need to go to Peru because that's where the energy is, right, Stephen? This is very important. Right. So yes. if you are like, I cannot go and do the same thing as Stephen does in terms of the workout because I'm not at that level. So I need to be conscious about what I want from everything. Though just uh, this is a, uh, something that I wanted to add in here. It's all about our awareness and how ready we are. But we can always go to the top. And an intention is the most valuable thing. Because if you have a, a clear and uh, very genuine intention, then universe, everything will guide you where you need to be. That's on one hand. On the other hand, I just, uh, for going back to the... Uh, to the room uh, and the saying that the, you know dry desert and green grass grows it is really important not only it's an image but it's reality i don't know if you have ever been to desert in order to get the best water you need to dig dig and dig and dig like even gold you know you need to dig a lot in order to get that gold so never give up is one of the reality and the things and magic happens like in the desert when you see the um uh, Stephen, maybe you can help me with it le mirage the mirage how do you say mirage. You know yeah, mirage. mirage yeah so it is really important to be all along the journey be aware of where we're going and absolutely the grass comes in when you're ready because you believed it with intention and with power and you did the action you needed to do because with out action we're not going everywhere so this is just to honor the room tm steven and thank you guys for letting me share it with this because i love bringing business to spirituality but spirituality doesn't mean woo woo things but it's just being aware of who you are who are you in this earth what are you here for so magic will happen when the alignment is there and asking for help is the most intelligent thing we can all do. Thank you, guys. Big hug from Paris. This is Samira, the global connector and the achiever and believer. Thank you. <laughs> awesome, Samira. Yeah, I actually used what we talked about. Um, that one, that what you what you stated about me, the, the last life and everything. I used that as my foundation for going into these journeys. So it was a big deal for me to find out what what the creation is that I am um, working on right now. That's going to have the impact that we discussed. So thank you for that. All right, who else? Any other questions or comments or jokes? <laughs> Come on, let's hear it. Everybody's- Linnell, good yes. morning. Hello, Linnell. How are you, my angel? I am well, how are you? I'm doing amazing. It's so good to hear your voice. And it, you know, the thing that I am noticing is there is a difference in your voice. There is a knowing and just the, I guess, like a, a reverence, a humility that I'm hearing 
in the tone of your voice. And so one thing I want to say, I've never been through this experience, but of course, you know, you and I have spoken about spirituality and just self-awareness and knowing who we are in God's image. And I think that's what may be happening to you right now. Of course, I'm not in that, that present moment with you, but I can hear there is a change. What I'll also say to you is, you said something um, earlier where a leader came to you and said, what are you doing? This is not you. And when you said that, you paused because then you thought about what you were doing. So I just want to commend you for going on a journey into yourself to find your worth in yourself and not the things that you've accomplished, not the places you've gone to, but who God created you to be. And that's a very powerful stance that you have. This is Lanal, the soul coach, and I sent you a message in the back chat. Thank you. Thank you, my angel. You know, you're, you're right. And I paused because it was a, it was a, it was a, a big epiphany. It was a big deal for me. Uh, and it shifted a lot inside of me. Um, and also how it, it really, it shifted somehow. It shifted so, just that one little statement shifted so much uh, in how I, how even my relationship with, with, with others, it's incredible how powerful that can be when you're, uh, I guess, open enough to receive such messages. Um, and it came from someone who's known me for a long time. So it isn't like they could have told me anytime, but they never did. And why? Because I probably had that guard up, probably had that, you know, that wall up and that they couldn't see the chance or never thought they had the chance to do so. So yeah, Linnell is powerful. Very, very powerful. Thank you so much. All right. Anyone else? We got about 15 minutes left. We can chat. Got any issues we want to solve up? Jan, what's up? Were you listening? I guess you show it up or... Hi, I am just showing up to listening to your segment. I'm in a super, super, super noisy place. Okay. Um, but I just wanted to uh, hop in and say hi. And also, I kind of feel that, you know, you sound and you look on Instagram like you're really, really alive. So I agree with the two ladies' comments before me. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of the stay. And, uh, you know, we're just going to be following your experience. And, uh, yeah, really learning from, from all of the, the conversations, uh, you know, uh, and all the questions. So uh, thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Jan. Thank you. She's awesome. <laughs> Always very articulate. My goodness. Hey, so here we are. Um, Dale, this show. Oh, yes, go ahead. Oh, no. Hey, sorry. You said if anyone wanted to share. Go ahead. You had something. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Oh, Peru is just like my major bucket list item and I asked my son if he would go there with me so I'm just watching and you know Cher's journey she's in G100 and and stuff yes. but here's my curious question what's the difference between being prideful and would you say ego because like last night I was at an event and Glenn was there right and I felt really confident but I don't think I have ego but I felt proud like so where would the fine line do you think I think it's uh, how, yeah, like you said, how you feel about it and being actually aware of what it is that you feel. Um, you know, do you feel like you're equal with everyone and powerful because of that? Or do you feel like my accomplishments make me better than someone or better than others or I'm, I'm, I'm larger than life or whatever it is? I think that kind of thing is more ego. I mean, more pride and ego is a healthy thing if you use it properly. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, ego uh, is what helps us survive, you know, uh, you know, fight or flight kind of thing. Um, so that's a great question. Pride and ego. I think, like I said, pride's on the outside. Look at me. This is what I did. This is who I am. I'm better than you. And I'm seeking significance and this kind of stuff. And, 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 and ego is more, it can, ego can lead to pride, of course, but ego on the healthy version, on the healthy spectrum, uh, is, uh, is a good thing. And that's what, well, you know, that's, and that's what I learned last night or re reestablished last night, or was it the night before? I don't remember. <laughs> um, is that what I thought ego was, wasn't and so i was being overly cautious of who i am um because i didn't want to come across as egotistical so i think even just thinking of it just being aware of it is showing you that that it, maybe it wasn't ego or if it was ego now you know it was so it's just look it in the end you can't allow the external world to dictate your own lie your your own truth and if your own truth is you're a powerful woman then when you walk into a room you own that well, and that's, that's, that's what you do. 
and the people that'll be repelled will be the people that don't belong with you anyway, right? So, I mean, it sounds a little bit harsh, but in the end, that's what it is. And if you do everything from a place of love and a place of respect, place of honor, a place of integrity, then it doesn't really matter what you say because they'll feel that energy. That's definitely where I was coming from because I'm like, look at this. I, this is so cool. I get to hang out with all the rock stars. And so it definitely was coming more from that space. So I love that answer and clarification. Thank you. Awesome. 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 Thank you so much. Dale Hancock, the kid's confidence coach, my buddy. Uh, and should be and should be professional comedian. Go ahead, brother. What do you got? <laughs> well, that's a little bit of cheeky pressure, isn't it, mate? Cheers, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you naughty man. Speaking of ego, here we go. <laughs> uh, just a brief one for me, buddy. I'd, I'd love that. I'm not, I'm not sure how much time we do have left, but I was in a school yesterday and I was empowering over 210 year nine students and I did it all day and I had so much energy and I was fueled by it, bro. I really, really was. Um, and I'm just thinking, is that what compels me? And I know it's my mission. But what do you think? And I know that we've hung out a lot and you, I think I'd like to liken to think that you know me pretty good. What is it that compels me in the realm of pride, ego, self-esteem, confidence, delivery? Um, is there an element of ego that's necessary for me to get on stage and be in front of all those kids only because at the end of the day, I spoke to teachers and a lot of them said they wouldn't be able to do that. And they're teachers. So I'm not, I don't know, buddy. What do you, what do you think? Most certainly you need ego to get up on stage, 100%. Um, uh, ego, again, like I said, ego is what drives us. It what's, helps us survive. It's not, ego, ego has a bad rap. You know, we're not talking like, I think um, what, what we just talked about between pride and ego is a good example. I mean, um, or overconfidence even, you know, there's, there's three different things. But, but ego is, um, it's what, if we're out in the, in the jungle or whatever and something happens our ego is what protects us what makes us protect ourselves it's also what drives us for instance if you want to get on the stage and like i can't I can't get in the stage your ego is going to be like hell yeah you can't get in that stage right so and it's when you're on the stage then you want to put out that the radiate you want to radiate the value that you do and you do you know that's what it's all about and because you have the love for yourself even if it's not 100%, but to a certain degree, and that's aspect in which you're, you're operating, deploying your genius, you're going to come across as that genuine, authentic, powerful person, which you do, my brother. Thank you, my brother. I really appreciate that, man. Amen. Amen. All hey, right. Steven? Yes. Monica, what's up, cousin? Good hey. morning. <laughs> um, I wanted to bump onto this topic of pride versus ego. It's fascinating to me. And then what keeps popping up for me is the difference between external and internal. And what I mean is our ego is designed to protect us, of course. And sometimes it does such a good job that it holds us back, right? Because it doesn't want us to be hurt or it doesn't want us to be embarrassed or whatever. Right. But a healthy ego, like when, what Mary Lynn was saying, a healthy ego sort of accepts and perceives itself. It's how you perceive yourself and you can perceive yourself in a healthy way, in an objective way, and really acknowledging the gifts and the contributions you make and in a quiet, solid way. Uh, to me, when I see someone with a healthy ego, I feel like they're solid in themselves and that they don't have to kind of be boastful or, or braggadocious. Whereas the pride part <clears throat> or the unhealthy ego is that person we imagine who walks into the room and kind of wants the attention and all these things. And to me, that's sort of the difference is, is how it expresses itself in your actions and how you carry yourself. And last night, um, Last night I, I did a presentation on habit habit building and, and Zoom has a funny thing where they used to let you share part of your screen so you could share your slides but you could still see your presenter notes. Well, Zoom doesn't do that anymore and I didn't know that. So when I shared my screen, I had to share my whole screen and I was like, I don't want people seeing my presenter notes. So I just said, you know what? I'm just going without notes. I'm just gonna go. And I was really nervous about it. But man, I rocked it. And this morning I'm thinking to myself, is this like, what is this? Is this ego or pride? And I realize it's, it's, it's healthy ego because I have a skill. I deployed the skill. People got tremendous value from it and I'm receiving the feedback. And, and to me, that's a really healthy cycle. So anyway, that's just kind of what was popping up for me when I was listening to Mary Lynn talk. So I appreciate the opportunity. This is Monica and I'm done. 
great explanation. I love that. <clears throat> well done. I love that. As always, um, cousin, on point. Go ahead. I just heard somebody. What do you got? Okay. Um, yes. Uh, speaking of uh, ego and pride and things like that, um, I'm, <clears throat> I usually have a, uh, a problem trying to balance that out. Uh, I have, uh, I'm epileptic. And so sometimes my pride gets in my in a way of uh, like holding me back from <clears throat> from um, basically taking on things. Uh, sometimes it there's situations where because of uh, because I don't know what the outcome will be in the end, I just stay away from it. And I think like that is my that's my ego and i don't I, I i don't feel like it's my pride but sometimes i i never really know which way to look at it. antoine that's your name yes. antoine yeah yes well brother let me tell you something um don't worry about the outcome you know whatever drives you whatever makes you happy whatever whatever fulfills you you do that Right. It's real simple. You do that. And it's not your ego holding your back. It's your your expectations of what you think will or won't, or won't happen. So don't worry about that part of it. And I can tell you, if you take action and you have and you have certainty in your abilities, then the outcome that you wish will happen because you have certainty in your abilities and, and creating that path for yourself. And I, I can hear the a little bit of pain in your voice. And I want to I just want to tell you and serve you and say, we're here for you, brother. And that everything that you want to achieve is right in front of you. I promise you, it's right in front of you. It's inside of you. You create it. You just take that, what you have inside of you, whether it's fear, whether it's, it's angst or, 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 um, you know, hesitation, whatever. And you ball that up into one big, one big ball of energy. And then you call that love for yourself. And then you move forward with certainty in who you are and your abilities to deploy your genius in any given situation, brother, you got this Antoine. Thank you very much. Welcome, brother. All right. Anyone else want to chime in? We have five more minutes before we hand it over to the powerful Michelle. Anyone else would like to share? Five minutes. No? Right. I could jump in, Steve. Yes, ma'am. Hi, it's Sydney Thomas here. I hope it's not too loud where I am. I um, came in no. and, and I've heard a few. and. I think when we use the word ego, it's such a great, oh my gosh, Tim Ferriss talks about this as well. And there's so many ways, but I remember I heard, I think it was TDJ that ego stands God out. And that really resonated with me. And um, when I think about ego and how it can be perceived, you know, some people say that confidence is arrogance and I'm a big believer in confidence is not arrogance. It's actually the opposite. And when you think about ego, it's a, what everyone said I really resonate with and totally agree with. And I think it comes a time when you have so much self-confidence, so much self-belief that you're not trying to prove yourself and you don't get offended easily. I think with, with me and I think about ego, it's about not being offended and just really being comfortable in your own skin, knowing who you are and not trying to prove yourself all the time because you feel that you need to. Because... I think ego and arrogance lie quite close to, together as well. You know, if you're somebody who's arrogant, it's because you're lacking confidence, lacking self-esteem and feel like you need to constantly um, justify um, and prove yourself. And it's usually down to, you know, past things that have happened where you've maybe been overlooked, undermined. So when it comes to ego, whenever I think of it now, I think about, am I edging God out? Am, am, I, am, I, am I pushing away the love in my heart to try and prove something to somebody. And, and it allows me to do that kind of checking point. So yeah, when I think of ego, I think it was Steve Harvey or TD Jakes, I can't remember who said it, but they said ego stands for edging God out. And I really like that. And I like I like to use that in, when I think about ego. So that, that was my share. I'm done speaking. Thank you so much, Ify. Awesome, awesome input as always. Thank you. Hey, Ramon, did you were you cheering or did you want to say something? Uh, I was not uh, doing either the app, but Stephen, it's always good to hear your voice, and I do struggle with that myself about the aspect of confidence or arrogance. I think it's those of us who are in the limelight, those of us who have perfect bodies like yourself, et cetera. It's <laughs> tough to know what it is. So really, really. So I mean, but but 
confidence is a good thing. So thank you. But it's always good to hear your voice. Love you very much. And please continue on, brother. Thank you, Ramon. I appreciate that. You know, it, Steven, it, you heard that. Yes, yes. It's Justin. Justin, go for it, brother. Yeah. You have a way of making people look in the mirror, right? I think I think that's what I'm taking from what I just caught of your segment is, you know, ego, it could be good, it could be bad, depending on how much self-work you're willing to do, right? I think it's important to look into the mirror and see how you're using the tools that are given to you. And yeah, yeah I think it's a very interesting, interesting perspective. Wow. Thanks, brother. Man, you always got some great input. You always use make me feel good, brother. Thanks so much. <laughs> hey, Stephen, um, I have a quick question. Yes. So um, I literally title myself Sean Tate with a flair because Ric Flair woo, is one of my favorite of all yeah. time. <laughs> and so I work in the sports medicine space and I'm around all men. And so like I like to channel that Ric Flair energy. So I'm wondering, like, is there like, is that like potentially a bad thing, but it's like, it's that one thing that gets me going and I feel confident, you know, working in the space that I'm in. Well, so. I, I can't say, cause I'm, I'm not, I'm not there, but I can tell you this, um, the more powerful of the two, in my experience, the more powerful of the two energies is a feminine energy. Um, and that feminine energy is the holistic, the one that glues things together. The men will go out and break shit and fix it, but the women will glue everything together with the holistic side of things. And if I can look at my life, if I look at the things that I've done in my life, the places where I was successful, the thing where I was standing on stage and stuff, I always felt the presence of the feminine person in my life that was supporting me. So that feminine energy has made me who I am. It's made me the man who I am. I wouldn't be the man that I am without whoever that is. You know, it's, it's relative. Uh, I wouldn't be the man who I am without that powerful feminine energy around me. So just think of that when you're doing what you're doing. You know, I, I, I love your energy. It's awesome. It sounds like you're you're in a great place. Um, but remember, your true power, in my opinion, is that feminine energy. Thank you. I needed that reminder. Awesome. Hey, awesome. Stephen, I'm going to jump in on that. I'm really sorry to interject again. That that was that was you've just. But that was a wicked conversation because you've completely just hit on something with me. I didn't know that I was doing what I was doing. Feminine energy, in my personal opinion, is the most powerful. If it wasn't for my mom, my mom was the glue that hold, held everything together. Yep. In fact, I had my own team come with me yesterday to deliver what I delivered, the massive, powerful workshop that I did about leading Young Legacy, understanding social dominance, etc. And I had Megan. I had Chloe and I had Hannah, all ladies, amazing young ladies, all amazing. And they really held me together, if that makes sense. So that, I just want to capitalize on that. That was awesome. Cheers, Stephen. Awesome. For sure. I mean, when I was on stage at Grow for God, Grow for God, I, I told him about how I felt my, my, my wife beside me on stage, even though she wasn't there, I felt her energy. You know, it's just so powerful. All right, man. That was, that was actually a quicker hour than I thought. Mary Lynn, you want to say something real quick? Oh, uh, I have something to say. Can I speak? Wanda, please? go ahead. Yes, Wanda, please. Hi, how are you? Um, I don't know if any of this is going to make sense. Um, I'm driving. I'm a truck driver, so forgive me if you hear background noise. But um, growing up, I've never known anyone spiritual, um, you know, never knew about uh, feminine energy, masculine energy, none of that until Clubhouse. Um, so, you know, the couple past year or so, couple years, I've been like searching or seeking to find myself. Um, I feel like I'm like very energetic, but you know, the field that I'm in, I'm constantly busy, busy, busy. I haven't had time to tap into my energy. I've been trying to, um, I was told to start breathing. Um, you know, that's like the first step. But because I'm so busy, I, I, you know, I like almost forget like to just breathe. So, um, you know, I've been searching, trying to figure out how to tap into my energy. And um, like I know my birthday in October, I just, you know, felt compelled to take a trip by myself. I went to Costa Rica for a week. So, you know, I've been always wanting to just take a retreat somewhere. And, you know, I'm like, I don't know where to go. It's, it's just, I, I know you have to work on it to build up, but I feel like 
when you said something about purging, I felt like, you know, oh, that's something I think I need to do because, you know, because I have so many things going on around me, I, I need to a way to, you know, sort of, you know, get to the Crystal place where I need to be, if, if that makes any sense. Yeah, crystallize a path, knowing your own powers to move forward and, and, and you know, owning that. Wanda, um, you know, we, 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 when we say we don't have time, that means we don't make time. Um, so uh, make some time for you and create habits and stack those habits on things you already do. So if you want to do breath work, then you make sure that you have a note on your coffee machine every morning when you get your coffee, do your breath work. And then you do your breath work. Then, 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 then you drink your coffee. This is how you create routines. Uh, so habits become routines become um, a part of your, your lifestyle. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.